everyone. This is Erliana Samsara back again with another edition of Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. So tomorrow is the new moon in Leo. So very exciting. So I'm going to talk to you about that today and uh, touch upon some other subjects as well, really highlighting uh, what what's the the new moon, you know, always indicates a new beginning and the energy and the sign of the new moon is kind of like the indicator of, you know, where this, where our consciousness is and what influences us, what will be influencing us for the next 30 days, you know, 28 to 30 days lunation, technically 28 and a half or something. Um, but those, that um, lunation or moon cycle is a story, you know, so we're going to talk about what, what that story looks like and, um, you know, how we can use these energies. Okay, so the new moon is going to be tomorrow, Tuesday, um, August 17th, and it's going to occur on the Pacific coast of the U.S. at 7.41 p.m. The East Coast will be 10.41 p.m. And then again, you know, in Europe and London and all, add another five hours or six, depending on your time zone and so on and so forth. So it'll be either August 18th, or if you're in, in Europe and the um, the Eastern Hemisphere, it'll be on the 19th. So uh, this is obviously Leo being ruled by the sun. So the new moon is the sun and moon in Leo, and it's going to be at, what degrees is it? 20, 26 degrees, sun and moon, 26 degrees of Leo. So Leo being a fire sign, a fixed fire sign, there's an enormous amount of intense, uh, fiery, young energy associated with this particular lunation. Um, we've also got six, um, six different planetary bodies, at least six, in cardinal signs. You got Eris and Chiron, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto. Got a heavy, heavy cardinal signature here. And with the sun and moon in the fire sign, and it's sun and Leo also ruling monarchs and rulers and leaders, you know, like presidents and leaders of countries. Um, this also, um, you know, highlights that as well. Now, I find it really interesting because last week, as we all know, Joe Biden announced his running mate for vice president, presidential election, Kamala Harris. And um, that was announced in cancer season, right? When the, when the new moon was in cancer, that was the completion of that cycle. Cancer being a cardinal sign, it also rules women. It was, it was very um, auspicious for, for that selection. And, um, and then now with the new moon in Leo, we're looking at new possibilities for how our light is shared and being strong and courageous and taking the initiative um, and moving forward. So um, it's all very um, exciting. It has a lot of potential and possibility. It's got a very interesting configuration when I, when I pulled up the, um, the, the, uh, the chart. Uh, before I get into that, I just want to say the Sabian symbol for 26 degrees of Leo is called the luminescence of dawn in the eastern sky. So that's like a tarot symbol. So what it's suggesting is, um, according to these Dane Rudger notes here, um, the exalting challenge of new opportunities at the threshold of a new cycle. So I just happen to think about, you know, here, you know, Kamala made history by being the first um, black American to be uh, running on uh, vice president, you know, major party ticket. 
Shirley Chisholm was the first black woman to run for president. It wasn't Kamala last year. It was Sir Shirley Chisholm. I remember that clearly in 1972. Um, of course, she, she failed to get, you know, the nomination, but uh, here's Kamala, you know, standing on the shoulders of the great Shirley Chisholm. And so history being made, new opportunities for feminine leadership. Um, you know, think about that solar eclipse, July, uh, June 20th, 21st, um, solar eclipse in, in Cancer, right? It's zero degrees, a new beginning, a new direction um, for, for leadership. So um, that, that's boding very well. It's definitely speaking to the times. So anyway, um, but moving along to the chart. So this is a really interesting chart um, that has a, um, it's got a yod, which is a fate, like the finger of fate. The finger of God is, is a yod in astrology. It's kind of a rare placement, um, a configuration. And I will explain what that looks like in just a moment. And it also has what's called a kite, a, like, you know, flying a kite. We have a kite in this chart. So um, both things are very um, interesting and auspicious. And some of the points in the kite and the yod, they're also, you know, the points that appear in, in the yod also appear in the kite, you know, some of them. So that's a lot of jijing energy for transformation. Um, I find it interesting that in the chart of, um, oh, and then we also have Uranus stationed on Saturday. Uranus went retrograde. I'll probably dedicate a separate, maybe next week, a separate, uh, you know, podcast to that because that'll take some drilling down. So I really want to just focus on the new moon today. But the um, Uranus and Taurus went retrograde on the 15th of August and it will go back for five months. It'll go back from 10, almost 11 degrees of Taurus back to six degrees and then swing forward again next year into about April or so. It'll pass, uh, April or May, it'll pass the 10 degree point. So that's a reviewing of our value systems. Um, and again, another pointer to, you know, Biden-Harris, um, the, the, the fact that she was nominated, you know, she was chosen and they are on the ticket. Uranus is an, an upheaval and a change in, and a progressive change and a democratic change in values, right? Venus rules Taurus and it's, and Venus is feminine. There's a, there's another indicator. So definitely the astrology reflecting these very exciting times, tumultuous, yes, intense, yes, uh, but full of a huge amount of potentiality and, um, and change. So anyway, um, getting back to this particular new moon, we have this kite. So the tip of the kite, the head of the kite, you know, the, you got the head and the tail. Well, the head of the kite is is the um the north node in gemini so isn't that interesting the north node which is where it's our evolutionary you know north star like for the next two years we have the nodes in the north node in gemini the south node is in sag sagittarius well in, interesting because gemini rules transportation the mail think about the post office and what's happening in this country right with all this tumult um, it rules children, youth, education, especially early education, like from kindergarten through high school. So um, I find it interesting that this we can harness the light, the Leo light of this, um, which also rules children. Leo rules, rules kids, right? The inner child in all of us and then children, children. So um, this has a very strong emphasis on children, education, and, you know, being that light for ourselves, for others, especially for the kids. 
you know, with Mars retrograde coming up next month, it's, um, it's intense, especially the degrees that are really going to hit that is going to be zero, like from kids who are like babies to like five years old. Uh, so you, you, you know, this is when, um, you know, we've got, we've got that going on and, and such, but like I said, back to the kite, <laughs> where does the kite want to fly? The kite wants to, ev- it's saying, we want you to evolve. What a concept. Where the North Node in Gemini wants us to evolve is to be open and open-minded, uh, listening to others being um, more, you know, Gemini, Mercury, socially connected, um, you know, certainly um, not an easy conversation to have as we're <clears throat> practicing social distancing and wearing masks and doing much of our, um, our interacting online and, and with Zoom and such. <clears throat> However, there are... Um, you know, during this month of, uh, let's take advantage of that kite during this, this Leo lunation. It's, um, you know, having a healthy, playful curiosity about the world, um, asking questions to, um, you know, see how other people think that it's not the way we think to see both sides, right? Gemini being duality, um, having, um, you know, a positive approach to life and, you know, really mindfully wanting and desiring to cheer people up and, put them at ease and not being, you know, expressing our, our ideas, not in a dogmatic, intense, uh, you know, zealotry way, which would be, you know, South Node Sagittarius, you know, like the Vatican pronouncement, hellfire and brimstone and judgmental tone. It's, it's taking the opposite of being, um, you know, non-threatening and uh, listening to others, um, open to new ideas and experiences, those kinds of things. Needing to be right is something we definitely want to cross off our list. Um, the feeling self-righteous or um, assuming people know where we're at, you know, that, those are attributes that we definitely want to steer clear of, especially, <coughs> excuse me, in this lunation. And so, um, yeah, so there's that kite and then the, um, the sun and moon, <coughs> excuse me, um, the North Node is not only is it the leading the kite, but it also forms part of the Yod. <coughs> pardon me, um, the Yod funnel. So we've got on the funnel pointing to Saturn. So this is again more uh, another pivotal aspect about reconstructing our society, or realigning our foundations and our principles, because Saturn's still retrograde. Of course, you know you got your. Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto are still retrograde. So this is looking at, you know, how do we want to lay down what kind of a foundation, what kind of, uh, you know, how are we going to incorporate a compassion into the foundations of our society? And what do we need to be responsible for? And how can we ground that into reality? And so, you know, looking at those wonderful North Node attributes of, um, you know, being open and, and ideas and curious about life and having the facts and, you know, all those marvelous Gemini things. And also on the other side of that funnel, like, you know, these, that is, is feeding into the new society. And so is the sun and moon. The new moon is the, uh, and in Leo is the other side of that funnel. So the funnel, the narrow point of the funnel, you know, which would be Saturn. It's like the finger of God. That's like the fingernail, you know? So, 
uh, by the North Node, the, the qual- developing and moving into, even if it's not comfortable for us, but it's the willingness to be open and listening and new ideas and um, engaging that, engaging our minds in that way, um, uh, aligned with the sun and moon and Leo. So being bold and uh, courageous and self-expressed and, you know, using it creatively, I would say, you know, igniting our inner child, that playful childlike curiosity. Um, these are, you know, and that our playful spirit, you know, especially in a time like this, we need all the playful spirit we can get, right? So, and it might not be given, you know, it's like things being so upended by COVID, we have to invent that. We have to come up with some, you know, um, inventive ways of, um, of doing things. So case in point, the other day I saw on Twitter, there was because of COVID, they had somebody had some kind of fun, one of these fun houses, like a, ha- a haunted house. But because of COVID, instead of having a haunted house, it's actually a drive-through haunted house. So it's kind of like a car wash where you like drive your car through this little building, and that's and you stay in your car, and then you get spooked by all these characters that like jump out at you. So it's this <laughs> it's a drive-through horror house, haunted house. So um, I just thought, well, there's an example, right? You're being creative with your Leo skills and you're out in the neighborhood engaging, but, you know, you're doing it in a safe manner, like that Saturn and Capricorn, right? We got to be responsible. You know, we got to do, do the right thing and be responsible um, in this crisis opportunity. And so um, there's a perfect example of, you know, being with what's so and making the best of it and having fun with it too and being creative. So so there's that yod. So yeah, pretty exciting. Oh, what else did I want to talk about? Um, the uh, This particular lunation with the sun and moon in Leo, it is also one of the highlights of this is it's conjunct, the new moon is conjunct Mercury, Mercury and Leo. So that's, you know, being again, very fully self-expressed and childlike and bold and courageous well it's it's interesting because on the one side of the funnel is the north node in gemini which is ruled by mercury and then the other side is mercury itself so there's a lot of mercury energy there and of course mercury also rules retailing and merchants buying and selling salespeople, contracts um, we also see it uh, with um of course like i said earlier the education system well you know, um, here in Central Florida, we have our kids have gone back to school in some districts and some are heading back next week in, in, in August. I know in Georgia, there were some kids that went back to school like a, two weeks ago. And yes, it's a real hot button issue with COVID and all. And yes, it's pointing to, you know, this particular new moon is, you know, we, we really have to look at these things um, taking being really strong and fearless that doesn't mean that we necessarily go back to school. You know, if you're in an area where it's, you know, like Florida, which is like that, Florida and California, I believe, are the, now the two uh, states leading the country and therefore the world in COVID cases, not a good plan to send your kids back to school, especially in certain rural areas. But, um, you know, being bold and courageous might look like I'm keeping my child home and I'm going to homeschool them. I'm, I'm going to seek other options you know, really like standing up and being fierce, like fierce and strong, like the lion protects her cubs. You know, Leo rule is the sign, the lion, right? It's very protective of of its children. So, you know, this might be an opportunity here where the universe is saying, you know, do the right thing, reshape society, standing in your own truth 
um, and moving forward powerfully. So we got the kite and the yod and, uh, yeah, so that's a, it's a really interesting, um, it's an interesting new moon. The uh, other thing I want to say is, um, just today, Pluto is exactly in a semi-square, so it's a semi-challenging position with Ceres. Ceres is a dwarf planet, and it rules agriculture and the food supply. So a Pluto, which, um, and Pluto and Ceres, Ceres was part of that big, giant, you know, Saturn-Pluto freight train of January 12th etched in every astrologer's mind indelibly, and probably in yours too, because you're probably sick of me talking about it, but whatever, what can I say? It's It was the theme of this year and all the years we ever lived. 22 degrees of Capricorn. Well, Pluto is not only back at that point today, but yesterday it was making a something of a little challenging aspect with Ceres. Another thing to pay attention to. That might mean a disruption or a shortage in the food supply. Or it might be also, at the same time, you know, there, there's many facets of these things. It's never an either or. And it might be saying, hey, it's time to regenerate and renew our conversations and how we base where we get our food from, you know, and how it's a great time to grow a garden. Um, even if it's indoors, depending on the climate you're in right now, it might be in Australia and, you know, you're still in the dead of winter. But there's things you can do indoors with indoor gardens. Um, but in um, at any event, there's disruption of the food supply is something that's very um, certainly came up for us, as you remember, um, back in, you know, when everyone was even more concerned about toilet paper in America than it was about food, it seemed. Um, but people were definitely buying up things because we didn't know what this COVID would look like. Well, now that Pluto's in this little you know, a challenging spot. And now Pluto for the next two months is through, no, through November, it's going to be at that 22 degree uh, point um, starting today. And it's exact, the exact, exact point, 22, 46 minutes for those nerdy OCD Virgos in the bunch. I know you're listening. <laughs> um, that's exact. In other words, what, on the January 12th point was 22 degrees, 46 minutes. Well, August 30th, which is only what, two weeks away, they, the, we are exactly at that point again. So whatever happened in it, so, so we're having kind of an echo of January of like whatever happened back in January, these themes coming up again, as we've been seeing in the news, a resurgence of COVID in some places um, New Zealand being one of them, they started having a few cases again, but they probably get the A on the planet for like best managed, you know, uh, country because they, they certainly did their diligent Saturn work, hunkered down, got disciplined and handled it. And I know New Zealand, you're awesome. You Kiwis, um, you'll do it again. You know, we are bigger than this conversation called COVID and we can do it and get this handled. So um, Pluto retrograde, 22 Capricorn, yes, it's going to be an interesting ride. As we've already seen, we have Mars uh, squaring Uranus, and we have, I'm sorry, we have the moon squaring Uranus, but we also have Mars and Pluto in this square. And that's, you know, it's not pleasant. It can, it's a very combative energy. Um, it's, you know, clashes like the individual versus the status quo. Or the individual versus Pluto rules, you know, big, you know, other people's money, big banks, the, that kind of thing, the wealth of the earth and the, the big oligarchs. 
So this is that that clash, that face off with value systems and um, and all of that. So yes, it's going to be happening as as I've said before. You know, this is what we're looking at with um, the Mars retrograde because Mars is going to be squaring Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto at different points along the way from September 9th to through um, November 13th. And yeah, it's, it's a bumpy ride. It's very, very bumpy and um, not exactly pleasant because it's kind of like the testing zone for everything that has happened to us with COVID since January. This is a, one of the, this and the January 12th lineup of the freight train are like the two really biggest events of the year. So we have to really, hold on to our hats. We're going to be heading through these kind of class six rapids uh, coming up. But of course, I'll be here to guide you through with empowering conversations for this. And um, I will say now, the high road of Mars, you know, we never think about the, the high road of Mars. We can talk about the high road of Pisces as being, for example, you know, the the um, Neptune, you know, the the devoted servant that doesn't want any recognition and all, but the shadow side is somebody who's, you know, delusional or alcoholic or dysfunctional. Well, you know, people seem to talk about Mars like, oh, you know, Mar- like Mars is always, you know, anger, aggression and, and Im- impetuousness and impulsiveness and needing to be right and argumentative and confrontational. And yes, it is all those things, but we don't really see much written about the high road of Mars. So I will tell you, the high road of Mars, aiming for, you know, how can I serve others? How can I use my light and passion and stand for others? So it's not me, 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 me. It's what can I do for others? And how can I use my energies and my willpower and my courage to effect change? So it's a, you know, being that hero and, uh, but not for an, in an egotistical fashion, but really, you know, standing for yourself, standing for others. The other important thing to note is that Mars is conjunct Eris right now, and it's exactly conjunct from now through the 19th, and it has been for the last, um, well, since the 16th. 16th to 19th, Mars conjunct Eris. Eris is the dwarf planet, and it's called She's called the goddess of discord, or discordia, as the Greeks called her. So she's the rebel, the rebel with a cause, but, you know, likes to stir up trouble. And um, it's exact at 24 degrees Aries, Mars and Eris. So yes, there's a lot of, there's a combative kind of influence going on. We don't need to um, think about that one. It's in practically every news headline, (laughs) Inside Out. And of course, as both of them square Pluto, it's causing all of these upheavals. And um, I find also, it's interesting that Eris is also known as the female awakener. And so Mars in conjunct lined up with her, it's, it's like he's fueling and giving her energy and vitality. So I thought, isn't that interesting that here again, you know, with Kamala Harris being nominated for vice president for the Democratic Party, the female awakener, you know, and if there's anybody that knows how to kick butt, it's that woman. Oh my God, I've got to do her chart. I I very quickly glanced at it, but I haven't had a chance to study it yet. But 
she definitely, you can see where she just, you know, when she ripped Kavanaugh and a new one in that, in those Supreme Court hearings, oh, dang, she's got it right in her chart. It's like, you don't mess, I mean, just looked at that chart briefly, like literally in two minutes. And I'm like, yeah, you don't mess with this woman. <laughs> you, you know, she's, she won't back down. She's tough. And uh, so here's Eris, the female awakener. So, wow. Um, I happen to think there's a lot of um, positive attributes and pointers that they could win the election, you know, very much so. Now, I have to say that with caveat emptor, it's very difficult to talk about who's going to win in an election because of natural biases. Well, you know, we have our own biases of who who we want to win. But I'll, I'll get into that as we get closer to to election day, um, and I'll share with you, you know, what what I found from one astrologer on, you know, how she figured out that Trump was going to win. Um, it was an interesting um, kind of formula that she came up with based on men, a lot, a lot, like months of research into charts and things and looking at U.S. presidents and looking at patterns and things. And it, it's pretty fascinating stuff. So, yes, I'll definitely put that on one of my to-do list. But anyway, Mars conjunct Eris. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see. Um, anything else? Yes, uh, I wanted to talk about um, children and education a little bit more about that. We have a solar eclipse happening. No, sorry, a lunar. The next, I know we just got done with the triple eclipse sandwich. And you're like, I do not want to. It's like talking about like Christmas, like a month after Christmas. You're like, okay, I'm done with it. I just want to move on. We've got new things. Yeah, well, guess what? It ain't over. Uh, We have um, in November, which is only what? It's already the middle of August. So three months from now, three and a half to be exact, we're going to have a lunar eclipse right after Thanksgiving. November 30th at 8 degrees of Gemini. And in the chart of the United States, guess what? We have Uranus at 8 degrees of Gemini. So that's uh, that's intense. And that's definitely ruling the education system, the male, uh, children. I'm thinking of like child, children in general, but like the education and, and traffic and traffic and merchants, retailing. Um, the child trafficking, human trafficking, you know, there's, there's a lot that's going to come up in this, uh, in a particular nation. But I will say, we've already been seeing this right now. Um, and now with this new, new moon in Leo, we've got Gemini on that, you know, uh, north node, the, the head of the kite. So these topics are absolutely coming up as we, as we know. Um, so, uh, but I have to say that it was interesting. What came to me the other day is being a big Harry Potter fan and having written a, a book about the codes, well, I literally called it the codes of Harry Potter. If you're interested, you can check it out on Amazon for the very high sum of $4.84. <laughs> it's a little ebook. Um, but I put a lot of heart and soul into it about seven years ago. And um, anyway, it basically, uh, you know, breaks down uh, the symbology in Harry Potter, and if you um, if you've never seen any of the movies and have never read the books and have been living in a cave for the past twenty two years, I get it. It's okay. No judgment here. Go read those books. They're fabulous. They're and the, and the movies. So if you haven't and you really need to, just la 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 la. Stick your fingers in your ears. I'm gonna talk about book seven, the the final. The final movie, the eighth movie, right, of Harry Potter, um, when they had the Battle of Hogwarts. 
And I think about how, um, and as a matter of fact, right before I recorded this, I went to YouTube and I pulled up a scene, you know, the scene, the certain battle scene in the, in the Battle of Hogwarts. And the scene I wanted to talk to you about that really relates to what's going on here astrologically is when Professor McGonagall, Dame Maggie Smith, remember she was the, like the, she becomes, you know, the head of Hogwarts, but she, um, she was in, um, standing in front of the building as, as Voldemort's and Voldemort and all his evil followers were coming for Hogwarts to attack Hogwarts and the students, she ferried them to safety. And then she and uh, Mrs. Weasley, Molly Weasley and uh, Professor Sprout, I think it was, it was the, the man who was the, 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 um, the dwarf man, the professor, the three of them stood on the front steps of Hogwarts. And then McGonagall calls down I mean, I watched this, and I actually, I have to say, she calls down the stone statues to protect the school, and she used a um, a spell. She she raised her hands, and she said, per totem locomotor. Well, think of Pierre, Pierre I think of as like stone, like Pierre is, is French for stone, and totem, right? It's like they were like the totems in the building, and locomotor, so to move. And she said that spell had never been used ever in the history of Hogwarts. And as she sat that, said that, this incredible musical score behind that, I got very emotional watching this piece again and got chills on my arms and legs. And I, what really came to me the other day was that we are at a, at a, a crossroads in our society right now where uh, obviously education is in grave danger because of COVID and many other things. This COVID was really the icing on the cake for a system that has been failing children for far too long. I think everyone can you know see that in terms of test scores in terms of quality of education much you know many all of the very many factors and of course since Parkland the shooting in Parkland Florida with uh, March for Our Lives and all of that the impact that has had you know with guns and gun violence and school shootings I mean you know go I don't need to go on but you know you get the idea well now I feel covid was just the it was like the final straw and we're at a crossroads, and I really feel that lunar eclipse on um, November 30th, 8 degrees Gemini, conjunct Uranus in the chart of the United States, that's some pretty radical changes that are coming to the school system. And it's going to liberate us because Uranus is always the great liberator. You know, yes, it's a rough, wild ride. It, it's a stepping into uncertainty, but it'll always correct and bring around things that need to be where we have been stuck and held back. So it breaks the chains. It breaks the chains of us being not liberated. So this has got enormous potential for the United States, especially our education system. And I wanted to say, though, in the scene with Hogwarts where she calls down the statues, you just go to YouTube and just put in like Battle of Hogwarts or McGonagall, comma, Battle of Hogwarts, and you'll see the particular moment when she when she does that. And these stone sculptures that were, you know, carved into the buildings, big Gothic buildings, one by one, boom, they land. If you've seen the movie and read the books, you know what I'm talking about. And they land and they, but as they land, they, they're like genuflecting on one knee and their head is like bent. So it's like in honor. See, just saying that I get chills. And I got very emotional listening to the music, watching the scene before getting on this podcast. 
and she says, um, Hogwarts, she tells the statues, they come to life to guard and protect. Hogwarts is threatened. Man the boundaries. Protect us. Do your duty to our school. So to me, it's not just the education system per se, but I think it's just our society that we have long been under attack by this kind of insidious this, this force of negativity and darkness and this, this cancer that has crept into our society and has, you know, when you think about systemic racism, for example, you know, like it's always been there and it's like finally, finally, these things are getting routed out and we are now being called to do things we have never had to do before, like Professor McGonagall calling down the statues. That we're in that place right now. It's very clear astrologically, we're in that place it's time to call down the statues. So, um, and these next three months with Mars retrograde, you know, this is like a new path, you know, rethinking our plans and how do we manage taking on the diseased structures which are crumbling? How do we affect change that is positive and powerful and not ego-based? And how do we share and move together and you know, using our will collectively to create a new and better society. So, yeah, I, that's a really strong thing for me, that Battle of Hogwarts. So that's your homework assignment. Go watch that scene. It's really amazing. Um, I, and, you know, the other thing I want to say about youth, too. You remember the Great American Eclipse? Oh, my God, that was three years ago on the 21st. Three years ago, we had the, the Great American Eclipse, a total solar eclipse, which is rare, right? It's the entire sun gets blocked. It wasn't like the one over the summer, which was annular, where there's this golden ring. It's a total. So, um, and it went only over the United States. It was 28 degrees of Leo. So, guess what? Mercury on this new moon is 28 degrees of Leo. So Mercury is going to trigger that eclipse. Now, usually we only look at Mars, Saturn, or any planets while, while you're in the north node, south node of the eclipse. Like back then, the north node and south node were in Leo and Aquarius. And when, when they pass into the new nodes of, in this case, Cancer Capricorn, we really don't have the resonance of that eclipse. But you know what? Sometimes we do. Um, what I learned in my Celestial Eclipse book was she said that in her experience, and ultimately it comes down to what you see in the real world, you know, of experience. She has seen people's charts that eclipses activated for like five or eight years when a planet would hit this point. It was just, you know, I wouldn't say it's all the time, but I feel that since that was a total solar eclipse and that was so huge, this eclipse is still resonating on some fashion in some way. Echoes. So it should be very interesting to see what occurs uh, when the sun hits 28 Mercury in a couple of three days, and, uh, but certainly Mercury uh, for the new moon. So we know that Ghislaine Maxwell, for example, think of pedo trafficking with Mercury, you know, and that was the big deal. Like, you know, it's in Trump's chart in the 12th house, which is deception and fraud. So, um, you know, uh, secrets and things. So who knows, um, there could be more revelations coming around that. Um, in any event, I know that they set a trial date for her of July, I want to say 21st of next year. And um, boy, that I pulled a chart for 
8.30 a.m. New York City, and if she is still around, uh, let me tell you, the truth will be coming out in spades that will have your head spin. And it involves Clinton, Trump, Epstein, you know, the whole nine yards, the banks, you know, who, who's, who's, who are the people, the power players that, that fund and, uh, you know, who are in this, these circles so that that'll be a very another piece of the you know north node in gemini you know the, the in this this kind of truth telling but in the meantime we have this particular lunation and i will say too with the moon is uh squaring uranus uh right now the moon's square meaning it was very intense you know um taking on is shocking truths come up leo regarding children regarding leadership and such, and so that's um, that's you know pretty um, that's spicy. It's a spicy meatball. <laughs> that is very spicy. Oh. Um, and of course, you know Uranus in, is almost at eleven degrees. And this wonderful, uh, I think she's from Serbia, Croatia. I always get them confused. You know, they all got split up: Bosnia, Herzegovina. I don't know. Well, it used to be Yugoslavia, but anyway, there's this wonderful. Um, astrologer there and um, she actually wrote this article about the one about the presidential elections I referenced it earlier well she also wrote about the fact that the royal family she's looked and seen where the royal family at 11 degrees of um, Scorpio Taurus Leo Aquarius major events happened when planets hit those signs so whether it was, you know, King George abdicating in 1936 to marry the American Wallace Warfield Simpson or, you know, monarchs ascending the throne or, you know, dying or whatever, ch- changing up things, uh, crises, you know, in the monarchy, they always happen around those degrees in those signs, fixed signs. So right now Uranus retrograded within a hair of that 11 degrees. So I think that for the next six, you're going to be seeing, I think more, it ain't over with Harry and Meghan. There's more coming, uh, more revelations, maybe about Andrew, you know, with the trafficking and the, the, the girl, Virginia Jeffrey Roberts. There, there's just more that's going to be uh, revealed. So hold on to your hats. Anyway, I think that's all for now. I can't think of anything else. I think we've covered it all. Yay. All right, so all for now, and um, you're awesome. Stay fabulous. Um, you know, wear big hair. It's still Leo season. You know, it's still the sun isn't in Virgo yet. It's a new moon in Leo. Yes, it's late degrees, so make that big Texas bubble hair, right? Just for fun. <laughs> Be Have that giant bubble hairstyle or, you know, get silly and... Um, Play in, play in a tent, um, play, play with your dolls, I don't know, just, just do some silly, goofy things, and keep a sense of humor above all, that's for sure a, a Leo thing, connect with that inner child, anyway, all right, all for now, and um, we'll see you next time, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology, Star Sound Speaks, have a great one, bye for now. <laughs>